Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. Nothing ruins a perfectly good grocery haul like surprise fees. That's why Kroger has free pickup, so you can get what you need and none of the extra charges you don't. Simply head to the Kroger app and start your cart. And enjoy the perks of picking up groceries and household items without hidden fees. Now, the only surprise will just be how amazing that new flavor of ice cream tastes. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio! To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome, one and all, to the X Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Simul TV, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com on all social media sites, xzoneradiotv. And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Xzone Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, my first guest tonight is Gary Bates. He is an Australian who now heads up the U.S. Office of Creation Ministries International as its CEO. Gary has authored or co-authored six books on the issue of origins, but is best known for his book, Alien Intrusion, UFOs and the Evolution Connection, which went into being an Amazon top 50 bestseller. Now, Gary is one of the very few evangelical Christians who has an interest in and researches the UFO phenomenon. On January 11, his movie, Alien Intrusion, Unmasking a Deception, premiered in over 730 theaters across the U.S. and is currently uh, screening in several countries around the world. Now, for more information on the movie and how you can get your very own DVD, which is now available, can be found at alienintrusion.com. First of all, Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Great pleasure having you here on the show. But what got you interested in the UFO phenomenon? Well, I grew up a science fiction fan, mm-hmm. so um, I didn't actually become a Christian until my adult years. And uh, when I did become a Christian and uh, worked for uh, Creation Ministries, well, obviously we deal with the issue of origins. Yes. 
I started to revisit, as we do when you've had such a sea change, some of your previous held beliefs. And I started to realize that, uh, you know, when you look at science fiction, uh, it still gets back to the issue of origins. Mm -hmm. You know, people today believe that life evolved on Earth by one of two mechanisms, or, or sorry, came on Earth by one of two mechanisms. Either it was evolved or, as the Bible says, there was a creator. Mm -hmm. But even when we look at in this enormously vast universe, there's still there's still the only two games in town. And so when we, you know, look at Star Wars and we see alien beings like, you know, Jabba the Hutt, I mean, besides the fact he looks like he ate too many pizzas, <laughs> they look different. So why do they look different? Well, I realize that, uh, you know, being a, a Trekkie and looking at their prime directive and not interfering with other cultures and they're flying around the galaxy and they're seeing all of these different races at different stages of evolution. And so that's why they look different. Evolution took a different turn on their planets. So I kind of started to reinvestigate all of that. Uh, but I got more than I bargained for when I started doing the research and started attending UFO conferences. Uh, I found that there was a, a much more serious uh, and even sinister backdrop to it all. And I suppose as a layperson to start with going in, I'm like every other layperson and perhaps some of your listeners who have lots of preconceived ideas about the things that people see in the sky or the claims of alien abductions, etc. Uh, what I found out is that something actually is going on, but it's not what most people think. Well, what is going on, Gary? Well, uh, you mentioned the movie. If I can mention that, uh, oh, please, yeah. unmasking a, de a deception. Uh, we added a lot of new research in the movie that we didn't have in the book, uh, and it's it's a, yeah we call it a movie. It's a docudrama, mm -hmm. but about half the interviewees do not come or do not possess, if you like, my Christian worldview. But it's very very interesting that all the serious researchers. I mean, I'm talking back into the the 60s with Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who acted as a consultant for Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. The lead character um, uh, was a, a Frenchman by the name of Lacombe in the movie, but it was based on a real person, Dr. Jacques Vallée, who was a contemporary of Dr. Hynek's. Uh, Dr. John Mack, Bud Hopkins, David Jacobs, these are the three big guns of abduction research. In fact, ha um, John Mack is, uh, a, was, was formerly the professor of Harvard Medical School. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys, you know, I mean, Hopkins is an avowed humanist. Uh, Max says he was raised in a, a rationalist, kind of skeptical home, but purely on the weight of evidence, looking at the, the hundreds and hundreds of people they interviewed and hypnotically regressed, they became believers that something really was happening to, the, to these people. So what I can confidently say, and it might not sit well with some others, but what I can confidently say is that, you know, a Christian researcher like myself and even the secular researcher, we all agree about the nature of the phenomenon. And that is, it is not advanced extraterrestrials flying here, you know, millions of light years in their hyperdrive spaceships like we see in science fiction movies. Uh, it's impossible for one. You have to defy the laws of physics. It's, it's not a matter of advanced technology. But when you have non-Christians saying that the evidence suggests that they are coming from another realm or dimension. And we had a great clip with John Mack. This is this Harvard uh, professor. Right. And, and John Mack is, uh, you know, died several years ago. 
That's right. Yeah. And but he to hear him actually say to another uh, PhD psychologist on a TV show, he said what we are what we are dealing with is spirit beings who should have stayed in their realm, who are coming over here and conducting you know rape-like experiments on humans, mm-hmm. and he tried to defend it by saying you know it was some sort of intervention. So that's what I mean when I say we can both agree about the nature of it. We might disagree about its origin. Or its intent, but we certainly all agree about the nature of the phenomenon because it's 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 simply based on the evidence, and we can talk more about that if you like. Yeah, sure. What is the evidence? Well, the evidence is is that well, there's two areas. Obviously, a UFO technically is an unidentified flying object, right. and we've seen these things tracked on radar, traveling up to seven thousand miles per hour. And, and Rob, we just don't have any aircraft, military or otherwise, mm-hmm. that can travel at those speeds. In the movie, we we featured some clips from a Washington press conference where 80 Air Force officers, so these are just not enlisted men, uh, in Washington were giving their testimony, and one of them says these these lights were doing a grid search. They entered the missile silo, so these lights passed through solid objects. So are are we talking about Captain uh, Captain Salas at uh, at the press conference that was held by Stephen Bassett? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Yeah, and he actually says that they actually affected the operational readiness of American nuclear weapons. And this is this is startling. I mean, I work for a scientific organization, so you know, we tend to be very very skeptical and I think we, you know, do apply a robust scientific discipline, but sure. When you see these things tracked on radar and you have the physical evidence of them doing this, mm-hmm. uh, that's why I said something definitely is going on. But we don't know exactly what is going on. And I think that a lot of the uh, the uh, hype that is out there about the UFO extraterrestrial uh, uh, you know, connection is based on supposition. There is very little fact when it comes to the investigation of not only the UFO phenomenon, but the uh, alien abduction scenario, like I, I don't know, I don't know why so many people put so much faith into into a hypno, hypnotic regression or hypnosis because we had we had Bud Hopkins' ex-wife on the show, and she told us that Bud Hopkins was faking it all. Yeah. Well, they did have a falling out towards yeah. the end, and uh, you know I think there might be a little bit more in that story because nothing like a woman scorned, because originally she did work with him for many years and sure. was very very happy to promote that work until she obviously fell out. Now you get a guy like David Jacobs, uh, um, professor at Temple University. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy who's ever obtained a PhD on a UFO related uh, topic. But he would disagree with Hopkins and Mac. Hopkins and Mac worked quite closely yep, with each other. They did. Because they view they thought these things might be viewed as beneficial or spiritual experiences. But of course David Jacobs absolutely hated what it was doing to people. Right. And and hypnotic regression, yeah, I mean, as soon as you mention that, people kind of have a, a knee jerk reaction. But I have worked with uh, hypnotherapists and um, people that I believe uh, I can trust uh, to test out my hypothesis, 
Um, and but you know hypnosis is a real thing; it can be done. You can, but the, one of the problems is unless you are skilled, exactly, you can inadvertently implant false memories and false suggestions. Uh, Gary, you uh, and I have to take our first commercial break. Please stand by. Explanation. Gary Bates is our very special guest this hour, and uh, check out Gary's website where you can get your very own copy of uh, Gary's movie. The website is Alien Intrusion. Dot com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Gary Bates and I will return on the other side of this break as we continue from our broadcast station and center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back after the break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. 
Exxon Nation, Gary Bates is our very special guest this hour. His website, alienintrusion.com. Uh, before we went to the break, we were talking about uh, Dr. David Jacobs. We were talking about uh, Dr. John Mack, Bud Hopkins, and alien, um, you know, alien abductions. You know, the alien abduction scenario really didn't come on until the Betty and Barney Hill case going back to the 60s. And it seems that here we are in the year 2018, the alien abduction scenario seems to petered out completely. How come? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I'd agree with that. I think uh, we don't see it reported very much in the media, just like we don't see UFO sightings reported very much, mm-hmm. uh, because it's almost become mainstream. I mean, you know, we just recently in Miami here, a lady was standing for Senate, for the Senate, U.S. Senate, mm-hmm. and she mentioned that she'd been a former alien abductee and no one bats an eyelid. You know, you've got Paul Hellier in Canada, former Yeah, well, don't, don't get me going on Paul Hellier because he's a sore topic up here to Canadians. <laughs> you know, like... Exactly. So, so this, the, what I mean there is the media kind of switches off uh, because I think uh, they've, we've seen these things for so many years now. Yeah. Uh, so many people claim it. It really doesn't make uh, that much news. But the, the reality is if you talk to MUFON researchers, you know, there are still you know, well over 100 UFO sightings every day. Of course, the majority can be explained, you know, as either natural or man-made objects. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, you see, because in our sci-fi age, belief in life on other worlds, the idea that we think aliens can build faster-than-light spaceship and stealthily abduct people in the middle of the night, people look up, you know, and they mistake the planet Venus for for a UFO. Sure. Uh, You you know, the planet Venus accounts for 27% of all sightings believe it or not. So mm-hmm. so I, I do think it is continuing. One of the things that surprises me, I mean, if you know this topic, it's so bizarre and so weird. I was actually asked on another radio program, does anything surprise me? And as John Keel says, you know, if you don't have your head screwed on, it'll uh, it'll really mess with you. So exactly. the, weird, the weirdness of it doesn't surprise me. But I have to say what really does surprise me is actually how many people have claimed this alleged alien abduction experience. And on our website, we actually have a a link there that says, tell us your story, because I realize that a lot of people have never told anybody. I mean, you can't exactly go to work the next day and say, hey, fellas, let me tell you what happened to me last night, you know, and and talk about the rectal probes or whatever. So the the issue there is giving some people uh, some ability to tell their story in safety. And since the movie came out in the U.S., I've literally been inundated with people uh, telling the story. So, in short, if there is one thing that does surprise me, uh, it's actually how many people uh, it's happened to and is happening to. But how many, course, how many of these people are just looking for five minutes of fame? Uh, exactly. I'm glad we're on the same track because that's yeah. the point I was going to make next. Um, there's something called the classic abduction syndrome, and we feature it in the movie The CAS, and there's a basically a set of eight markers that investigators use to try to determine the nature. Uh, So, you know, they're driving their car, they're Mm -hmm. in bed at night um, after they have been regressed or they recount stories about being on board a spaceship, stories, sometimes they'll have scratches or markings. Now, not everybody has all eight, but let me give you an example. Right in the early days when I was first writing my book, we got a call in the office and uh, somebody answered the phone and 
because they had no idea, but they said, well, we actually have somebody who's researching this. Would you like to talk? And uh, she was, it was, she was actually a doctor, a lady working at a hospital. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, it's rather difficult to talk on the phone. How about we meet? And I went out to see her and had a cup of coffee and her daughter was in her twenties and she was claiming that she was being visited by aliens and it was obviously just freaking her out. And I just asked questions. I said, so, um, you know, uh, describe the nature of the experience. I said, you know, was it a black entity in the room? Uh, and I just went through a few of these items in mm -hmm. the classic abduction syndrome. But then I just turned around and said, was there any encounters of a sexual nature? And I can remember her reaction. Literally, her jaw dropped and hit the ground because she said, I have told nobody that. And she went, oh, my goodness, you know, it must be true. So, you know, when I question people, I say... To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite. Because Tim Horton's tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. To make a rich, smooth cold brew, Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite. Because Tim Horton's tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. You know, do you watch science fiction movies? Uh, because, you know, you can go to bed and you can dream about things and dreams can be vividly real. Just like having a falling dream, it, it feels physically real, but, you know, it obviously didn't happen. So you've got to try to go through that. And as you would be aware, one of the great problems in the whole UFO movement is there are a lot of hoaxes. Yeah. There are a lot of people that play fast and loose with the truth. Um, you know, I meet them all the time because they want you to believe what they believe. And when they go out and interview people and when they go out and hypnotically regress people, they're looking for signs that these are really aliens mm -hmm. from another planet. So you can inadvertently lead your witness consciously and even subconsciously. And of course, as we know, I mean, my book, um, I visit, revisited some of the, you know, the biggest UFO events and the movers and shakers of the 60s and 70s. And overwhelmingly, by and large, most of those guys were actually frauds. You know, I'm talking about Adamski and, uh, and others, uh, you know, Frank Strangers, for example. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The late Dr. Frank Strangers. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, and, you know, as I said, when you take someone like John Mack, uh, we have a clip on our movie, in our movie, where he appeared on the Oprah show. Mm -hmm. 
So you've got to remember, this guy was a professor of Harvard, a, a Pulitzer Prize-winning novelist on a book he wrote about the history of the Civil War. So he's no lightweight, uh, but he, based on the evidence, he said, look, I'm a clinical physician. He said, fantasy does not present itself like this. Lies do not present itself like this. He said, the only thing that presents these symptoms is real experience and trauma. And that's what led him to becoming a believer, because as he toured around the country, interviewed these people, they're not connected with each other. They don't have the same backgrounds. They're in different demographics. Some of these people themselves were were lawyers and you know, the other you know, people from academic backgrounds that had a lot more to lose than to gain from telling the stories. And of course, Mac himself obviously had a lot more to lose. I think he was an embarrassment to the Harvard Medical School, but he would not resile from, from what he found. And, you know, even though, as I say, we might disagree about whether they're beneficial and the origin of them, but uh, I do applaud him at least for being honest with the evidence. But, but even professionals seem to want to have their five minutes of fame. For example, uh, Dr., uh, I'm sorry, Captain Salas, Bob Salas. Yeah. The story he tells can be explained by other members of the military who have no interest in the UFO phenomenon. Uh, so it's, it's just like Edgar Mitchell, the noetic center. You know, he, he believes in UFOs. He believes in extraterrestrials. Paul Hellyer, well... You know, he, he, once he got out of politics, you know, he had to do something. And, and I had him on the show, and I, I asked him point blank, as the Minister of Defense for Canada, at any time, did you receive any, and I was talking about the, the military, receive any reports of UFOs? His answer was unequivocally no. And yet today he tells the story about how the military was getting all these UFO reports. Yeah. So who do you, you know, like somebody just coming into the, into the interest of the UFO phenomenon, who are they to believe if they can't believe, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a former minister of defense and deputy prime minister of Canada, uh, you, you look at the Roswell case, that's got more holes in it than a piece of uh, Swiss cheese in Billy Meyer's fridge, for goodness sake. And there's another yeah. whack job, Billy Meyer. Yeah, well, I've actually uh, been on the receiving end of threats from his U.S. representative. So, uh, who, who, Michael Horn? Because of, because of uh, comments I made uh, on our website. Michael he Horn? He was investigated three times in uh, two of them were sting operations, and his wife blew the whistle and yeah. kind of said, you know, three strikes, you're out. Yeah. And so he actually tried to accuse me of, you know, being a Christian and selling books for profit. And it was basically email stalking me for a while. Oh, listen, so, yeah. we, we, had, we had Kevin Randall, uh, who has a radio show on our network. It's called A Different Perspective. And we, uh, Kevin asked if he could arrange a, um, a debate with Michael Horn. Right. Michael Horn started badgering him by email. Yeah. And, yeah, I've been subject to it as well. <laughs> you know, it, and, and so finally I got involved and I said, hey, knock it off or it's not going to happen. Finally, yeah. the debate the debate took place. And, you know, Michael Horn fell very, very far away from any, any, any substance into proving his case. Yeah. Well, I, I totally agree with you. And as I say, I... Uh, obviously come at it from a, a Christian uh, mm -hmm. perspective. 
you know, you said that there's so much supposition. I'd actually say what there is is presupposition. And every researcher, every scientist uh, will try to look at the information. Uh, and if we're absolutely honest, we all have a bias with which we approach the facts. Right. And so, you know, when it slots in nicely with our, our worldview, obviously we're going to do that. But, um, you know, when the case of Roswell, for example, in the movie, we have an interview with Bill, uh, Bill Clinton on Jimmy Kimmel, who says he reopened the Roswell files. You know, there's been four separate investigations into Roswell. And, uh, you know, it's obviously Project Mogul. It's what I believe. Yep. But people still don't want to believe. And every year... Yeah. Roswell still doubles in size every July 4 weekend. People going there looking for meaning and purpose. So there is a, a deep religious yearning and aspect that inflicts the UFO phenomenon. Let's talk more about this on the other side of our news break. Gary Bates is our special guest this hour. Exxon. Check out his website. Get a copy of his uh, DVD that is out if you can't get to one of the theaters around the world where it's playing. The website is alienintrusion.com. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist 
facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You know, Gary, we were talking about Roswell, and one of the things that I could never understand, and no one, Gary, no one uh, in the Roswell belief camp can answer is one very simple point that I that I bring up. Jesse Marcel goes to the alleged crash site, picks up evidence as the base intelligence officer, and I'm an ex-cop. So I know that when you're at a crime scene, you take the evidence into your custody and you bring it right back to a secure area so that the chain of custody is not broken. But in the case of Jesse Marcel... What does he do? He stops at his house, wakes up his wife and his kid, lets them manhandle this evidence, and then brings it to the airbase. Why did he do this? Well, I think the report says he was excited and he took it home and said, look what I found, look what I found. It was the wreckage of an alien spaceship. So, you know, 1947, you've got to remember, that was the explosion of the whole UFO phenomenon. Right, but what, but what, you know, that's, it, that's a great excuse for why he did it. But when it comes to legalities, proper protocol, like, I don't know anybody besides Jesse Marcel who goes to a crime scene or a crash site and brings debris home instead of maintaining the, the, the chain of custody. And yet to the UFO community... Many of them need psychiatric evaluation, in my opinion. This is okay because it's Jesse Marcel and it's the Roswell case. Of course. What's the, always the end justifies the means. And, you know, we spoke about the fact that uh, there's so much misinformation. I mean, sure. take crop circles, for example. You know, you hear claims that uh, the stalks cannot be bent over by any human means. They're done so perfectly mm -hmm. and so precisely uh, energy emanates or radiation emanates from the site um, and uh, the cellular structure of the corn or something has changed. There is absolutely not a single shred of documented evidence that that's ever the case. And in my book, I show how two old geezers in the UK, <laughs> um, you know, Doug Bauer and yeah. Dave Chorley actually admitted that they were doing it. and No one believed them. So with a simple plank and two bits of rope, they went out and created a very uh, elaborate crop circle in the middle of the night filmed by a TV crew. Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, the specialists, who are now called seriologists, uh, came out and duly pronounced it as a genuine crop circle from ext of, of extraterrestrial origin. So, you know, as I said, so we, we have to be discerning. The problem is, I mean, you know, I've got interviews on YouTubes and uh, YouTube and everything else and people come in and they just immediately dismiss what doesn't fit with their particular view. And one of the things I want to say about the movie is I do believe 
that it is strongly evidence-based. Yes, we're up, up, up front and open and honest about our Christian worldview, and we draw a conclusion at the end. But right. you know, the first first 80% of the movie just looks at the evidence and says, you know, what is it? You know, craft cannot fly at hundreds of millions of kilometers per hour. That's right. Uh, the G-forces, dust in space, uh, cosmic radiation, and so on and so forth. It's a physical impossibility. But as I said, I do believe something is happening. Mm -hmm. We do see objects uh, that defy naturalistic explanation. And when I said earlier, we agree about the nature of it, but disagree about the origin, um, I believe that it is spiritual in nature, spiritual in origin. And of course, that fits right within the wheelhouse of traditional Christianity, because it's always believed that there is a spiritual realm. It's always described that beings... Uh, come from that realm, can manifest in our realm, they can affect our environment, they can even kill people on occasions. And of course, we're talking about uh, what the Bible calls angels. Right. But again, you see, we're, we're afflicted by a cultural view of angels as these kind of ethereal spirit beings with fairy wings. But I challenge someone to read the Bible because it's never once actually how they're represented uh, in the Bible, for example. I have... The greatest respect for you because of your Christian beliefs. I, too, am a Christian. I'm not afraid to you know, admit it. But the Bible also provides, in my opinion, the examples of those who came to earth in biblical times, the Nephilim. So right. if the Nephilim can and have been reported and recorded in biblical times... How come people aren't looking back and saying, well, geez, if they were here and they, they chose the fair women of earth to, you know, to, um, to have children with, and look at the other parts of history, I, can, I, I, like you, cannot understand why everybody looks up to the sky and waiting for the little gray men or green men from Mars to come here and say we're here, when I believe, too, that the Bible, in my opinion, is the Rosetta Stone of life. Any answer to any question that you want is in there. You just have to look for it. Hmm. Well, one of the issues is, uh, as I said, I think we're afflicted by our culture. We're we're enamored with science fiction. People are fascinated with the future, of course. Mm -hmm. And we look up in the sky and the normal inclination is to go, wow, it's so big. I wonder what else is out there. And even Christians suffer from the concept that, you know, we might be the only life here. But what's interesting is with our increased technology is the further and further we do look out into mm-hmm. space, increasingly the Earth looks special. You know, how is it just by chance our Earth happens to be just in the Goldilocks zone in our solar system, you know, from our sun? How come um, our solar system is also in the Goldilocks zone when it comes to our Milky Way galaxy, because if we're any closer, we'd get fried by cosmic radiation from the galactic central bulge. And there's about 120 examples of something known as the anthropic principle that show that the conditions are just right here on Earth. So you either got to say, well, that came about by chance, Mm -hmm. random processes, a big bang 14 billion years ago, a cosmic explosion of time and space, or there is a designer and there's a creator. But, you know, when we look back at Genesis 6, uh, it actually wasn't the Nephilim that interfered married women. It was actually the sons of God. It was the sons of God. Well, what's the difference between the sons of God and the Nephilim? Well, the Nephilim were the offspring between the sons of God and women. 
So the sons of God, uh, when you look throughout the Old Testament, the Hebrew term there is bene Elohim. Mm -hmm. So bene Elohim literally means sons of God. Okay. Now in the New Testament, we're called sons of God. That is believers, but that's because it was attributed to uh, believers being born again, you know, by the Spirit of God. But in the Old Testament, okay, in every other example where Bene Elohim is used, everybody understands that as angels. So I'll give you an example. In okay. the beginning of the book of Job, it says Satan and the sons of God came to present themselves, you know, before God. Satan means accuser, and of course, he accused God of uh, favoring Job because of everything Job had. But when we get to when we get to that Genesis 6-4 passage, people say, oh, well, it can't be angels. Because, again, we have this cultural view of angels as being spirit. In fact, I just wrote an article this week and said, you know, what is spirit? Because actually in the Bible, this term spirit has many terms and connotations. Mm -hmm. You know, we can say, it says, for example, uh, this man had a spirit of jealousy, right? right. It calls angels ministering spirits. But uh, Christians believe that we are also not only physical. If you're a Christian, you're not only physical. You have yeah, an eternal right. spirit. So yeah. it's not the sum of who we are, but it's part of our being. It, it, you know. So when we look at angels appearing in the Bible, think about the three that sat down with Abraham. They, sat, they, they ate food. That's right. So hang on. They, they manifested and they must have had stomach organs and digestive tracts. And what about the clothes they were wearing? And then, then we have obviously the account of Sodom and Gomorrah where they appeared, appeared as nice-looking men, but they had the power to strike uh, the Sodomites blind. We have an account of God's destroying angel appearing in Scripture, killing the firstborn in Egypt, mm -hmm. and also 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. So that's what I mean. The Bible says they can affect our environment, they can harm people, and they have the ability to flit if you like, in and out of our realm and manifest in various forms. And you know what? That's exactly what we see in the UFO phenomenon. And that's why I said something's actually happening. And because you and I can't physically test that, we can't lasso a UFO and bring it in and do empirical scientific tests. And we can talk about this next, if you like, but I believe it's in what people are recounting and told during their abduction experiences where we can actually unpick the true nature of it. Okay, so a lot of people believe that the Bible is me is basically metaphor. You know, it was written by those who really didn't have a knowledge of the of the earth sciences uh, and uh, what we know today. So how do we how do we how do you explain to people that you know wait a minute no 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 what happened back then is still happening today? How do you explain that? Well, the Bible is a history book. Uh, it's not a science book, mm -hmm. but you know, if we believe it is uh, the words of the creator of the universe, where it touches on scientific aspects, it should be accurate. And uh, as I said, well, I work for a scientific organization. We, in fact, employ more PhDs than any Christian organization in the world throughout our seven offices uh, around the world. And all of those guys, they got their PhDs in the very same secular universities as their evolution-believing uh, counterparts. 
See, when it comes to the past, Rob, you and I, it's just like the UFO phenomenon. All right, you Gary, and I I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to do this. I, I've got to take a break. We'll be Drop. right back. Exonation, fascinating conversation with our guest this hour, Barry, uh, Gary Bates. And his website is alienintrusion.com. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Gary and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www williamspeckham.com
ExoNation, Gary Bates is an Australian who uh, now heads up a U.S. office of Creation Ministries International as its CEO. He has authored or co-authored six books on the issue of origins, but is best known for his book Alien Intrusions, UFOs and the Evolution Connection, which went on to be an Amazon Top 50 bestseller. He is one of the very few evangelical Christians who has an interest in and researches the UFO phenomenon. On January 11, his movie Alien Intrusion, Unmasking a Deception, premiered in over 730 theaters across the U.S. and is currently screening in several countries around the world. Now, do yourself a favor. Go to www.alienintrusion.com. First of all, Gary, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure having you with us. Um, But tell me, with all the research that you've done, what is the truth behind the UFO phenomenon? Well, obviously, we've discussed how people approach it with a preconceived view. And the Mm -hmm. most popular view today is that people think that aliens are stealthily abducting them in in the middle of the night uh, for some greater good. Um, The reality is they've done nothing for us. Uh, You might be familiar with Joe Jordan of MUFON. Yes. Uh, He's now based in South Korea. We went to, he's the national director there. We went to uh, interview him. Uh, He basically said that. And when you think about it, people try to excuse the bad behavior. If these aliens have been watching humankind for thousands or even millions of years, as some people think, don't they know the deleterious effects with, you know, stealthily taking people from their bed in the middle of the night, uh, subjecting them to all sorts of grotesque medical experiments? You know, all the research as the doctors show that people suffer post-traumatic stress syndrome. You know, if they're really trying to help us, why do they do that? Why exactly. do they hide their true intention like Dr. Jacques Vallée uh, noticed? Now, when you talk to some of these people, what Joe Jordan found out, and he didn't start off, I should point out, as a Bible-thumping Christian. It was actually the evidence that ended up making a believer of him. He didn't become a Christian well into his 40s. And he said, look, instead of looking at who is being abducted, he said, is there any segment of population? It's all so weird. He said, let's just think outside the box. Is there anybody who seems to be exempt from it? And then going through their research, because he's a field investigator, he said, well, look, look, look at this case. And he said there was an example where this gentleman, in the moment of his terror and panic, he, he uttered the words, you know, help me, Jesus. And he said the experience immediately stopped. Mm. And so, again, remember, he wasn't a Christian at the time. And it's quite funny because he said uh they started to look through this it was reported in the florida today newspaper and they were inundated with similar stories so they said well let's do the research a bit further what is it about christians that aliens don't like and that's how they approached it and so they took themselves off to a church enlisted in a bible study to try to find out you know facets uh, of the christian faith to see what might make christians immune from this And that's when they had the revelation that they weren't really dealing with physical aliens, but deceptive spiritual beings from another dimension. And Joe has become a good friend. Uh, He's now got over 400 cases where these experiences have been halted by people either becoming Christians, invoking the name of Christ, etc. Now, 
I want to point out here, some people listening to this might say, well, I, I, I called on the name of Jesus and it happened again. There's two aspects there. One is, Joe said, he found that some people who called themselves Christians were having the experience. He came to describe them as the talk, the talk Christians. But he said there seemed to be a noticeable absence of people who believed the Bible to be the word of God, applied it to their lives and tried to live Christian lives. In other words, they believed in the power of God and Jesus Christ and his spirit. And so that's pretty hard to ignore when you've got over 400 examples now of this being the case. And of course, people listening to this, they might just poo-poo that and say, well, of course, he's going to say that because he's a Christian and so on and so forth. But as I said, the movie interviews, 50% uh, of the interviewees are secular researchers mm -hmm. and they know about this. I mean, I interviewed Nick Redfern, who's kind of the, the History Channel's, you know, go-to UFO yeah. guy and ancient aliens we've, and we've, UFO hunters. We've had Nick and, on the show many, many, many times. Yeah, he's a, he's a lovely guy. Yes. And, you know, we talked about this, and he said, yeah, I, I know about it. And, in fact, he wrote a book uh, based on uh, interviews with a man called Ray Beauchet. Mm-hmm who was contacted by the, by the U.S. government because he was an unusual situation of being a, a priest, but also a MUFON field investigator. And Nick actually even turns around. So, folks, this is a guy who's not a Christian. I mean, I, I, I tried to win him into the camp, but he wasn't interested. But he said uh, there's no question. He said even some sections of the government recognize that, that they are dealing, and he used these words literally with something demonic. So, you know, at the end of the day, that's what the evidence suggests. Uh, we have interviewees with former abductees who talk about their experiences uh, and what happened to them as well. All right. With the increase of the interest in UFOs, uh, Bigfoot, ghosts, and so on, is this all part of a demonic plan then? Is, is, let me ask you this. Is WWW really 666? <laughs> well, uh, again, you've got to pick the eyes out of that one. I think Bigfoot, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, a convert to that. I think the whole thing's a hoax. And yep. They just make movies out of and TV shows out of uh, speculation like they do with ghost hunters. But there is real power uh, in the occult. I mean, again, the Bible is very, very clear uh, God warns to have nothing to do with fallen angels or deceptive entities. You can see the history in the Bible where people built altars, etc. Mm -hmm. and, and look, here's, here's an example. Take the case of Egypt. You got, I mean, I've been to Egypt. I've written articles about Egypt. That whole ancient culture was dedicated to um, you know, the multitude of gods. They had a god for everything. And we can look at that and laugh at it, but I believe when you look at some of the things that uh, you read about that there was real power. And here's the God of the Bible inflicting 10 plagues upon Egypt. And it's interesting. I often say to Christians, who, who was God battling? And they say, Pharaoh. No, read the Bible. He was demonstrating his power against the gods of Egypt. So the God of the Bible believed that the gods or the, the, the demigods mm -hmm. who set themselves up as an authority, in fact, were real. Well, can I ask you and this then? Can I ask you this? You know, uh, talking about gods and demigods and what God was doing, it was basically flexing his muscles. How come he never did that with all the different Indian gods? 
Well, that's not something I'm too uh, familiar with. I mean, yeah. maybe he did, and it's just not not as well recorded. I don't know okay. because Egypt, obviously, we have more leftover archaeology and architecture mm-hmm. and writings than any other culture because of their obsession uh, with the dead. So I, I profess some okay. ignorance on that one, Rob. But uh, I was just wondering. I, at the end of the day, I, I still don't think uh, God is going to be um, outdone. But here's the thing. He's pretty clear in the Bible. He said he basically says, "Look, if you want to go after this stuff, you can have it. I'm not going to stop you. It's real. Yeah. You have a choice. Uh, you know, I think the passage in Second Thessalonians it says, you know, God will send them a strong delusion that they will believe a lie. What that's really saying is, if, hey, you want to you want to play with the Ouija boards, you want to dabble in the occult. Well, guess what? It's going to be real, and that's why people get invested in it." because they sometimes see its power and they won't re- recognize the deception uh, for what it is. You know, a wise man once said, there's nothing new under the sun. That is so true. That is so th- true. So what's next for you, Gary? Uh, well, I'm uh, still busy promoting uh, the movie. I've actually just got back from overseas. I was in uh, Singapore and then Australia with some movie premieres and mm-hmm. uh, it's been very, very exciting. I mean, this is a, a subject, particularly in the church, that people don't have anything to do with. And one of the aims of this movie was to try to create awareness, because like me, um, you know, I thought it was all cranks and hoaxes and people wanting their five minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. But there really is a serious uh, side of it, and people are being spiritually afflicted. And so I wanted to also provide the movie as a, a portal of hope so that people can see that uh, someone understands. Because a lot of these people have been to the church. And uh, and you've had Guy Malone on, on, yes. on the show. Yes, we had a super had, time with Guy. We had Guy in the movie, and he mm-hmm. said, you know, he said the church doesn't want to deal with it. It's too weird. But, you know, if people are being spiritually affected, uh, this is right in the church's backyard. Right, so if, if people so are being... Should, should, should be informed about it. They should be able to do something about it. Should be able to help these people. And so that was you know, one of the aims of the movie. And uh, in the U.S. now, we're, we're having screenings in churches uh, as well. So we're, we're, we're busy doing that. People can host a screening in their church. Tell me, are you getting converts? We are. Um, you know, we've had a, a people that have kind of been sitting on the fence mm-hmm. and have said, you know, it really confirmed what I always believed. As I said, people are sharing their experiences. It's giving them confidence. And, you know, the interesting thing, Rob, is there's always an entry point uh, with this stuff. It, it could be as simple as a pre-belief in the idea that extraterrestrials can fly millions of light years and, and visit you in your bedroom in the middle of the night. Right. Uh, it could be an involvement in the occult. I've even found people who, who were abused as, as children, never had any closure. It's almost like uh, satanic forces watchers, and they kind of know what weak spot to get in. And uh, some cases, uh, just helping one person, they were they were very fearful in nature. Gary, they were Christians and understood the power and nature of it, mm-hmm. but but struggled to really make a stand against it. So, Ga- Gary, I, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you so much. Please keep up the great work and keep us in the loop. And like I told you off air, if there's anything we can do to help, just let us know. Thank you, Rob. Take care, Gary. Gary Bates has been our guest. His website, www.alienintrusion.com. I'll be back after the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Don't go away.
Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464. Here at Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you, you gotta know what's important and what's not important. Knowing how to tie a tie, not important. Keeping a diary, not important. Trying all the different bold flavors of Mountain Dew, important. Experience the boldest flavors on earth. Do the Dew. Hurry into Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. Get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $500 on Sealy. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or shop Tempur-Pedic, the most highly recommended bed in America, and save up to $500 on adjustable mattress sets in stock for immediate delivery. And get a $300 instant gift. Talk to a sleep expert today, only a mattress firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details.